Do you want a hundred thousand followers on Instagram? Why? In this episode, we are going to put the horse before the cart, which is exactly what our guest in the last episode, Sue B. Zimmerman, the Instagram expert, did when she started her online business with the Instagram brand. She didn't focus on views, followers, or the size of her mailing list. She purely focused on visibility and impact. So that's what we're going to be talking about today in this companion episode to last week's interview. Hi, my name is Ina Koveni. I'm an online presence expert for online coaches. And every week I bring you an interview with an amazing millionaire coach who has really made it. And I tell you the real startup story of their business. And subsequently, I give you a companion episode, which is this guy right here, where I'm going to teach you the three things that that coach is doing very right in their business. And you should start doing right now even if you're starting out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while refreshing your Instagram feed over and over to see if you got a new follower, take a little break and head over to the review section of this podcast episode, give it a five-star review, and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Koveni, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. And before we get to the teaching, we're going to answer some of your questions. If you would like to leave me a question for the podcast, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, enter your question there, and I will answer it on the air. Our first question comes from Lindsay Fairhurst. She provides virtual assistant support to small business owners at lindsayfairhurst.com. And that's Lindsay with an E-Y at the end. Her question is, which did you have first, a podcast or a YouTube channel? Why did you do it that way around? Do you feel you should have done one before the other? And if you could do it again, what would you do differently? I love this question so much, so much, Lindsay, because uh, so many of you guys out there are thinking, should I start a podcast? Should I start a YouTube channel? Should I just focus on my Instagram? What do I do, right? So here is the deal. The name of the game is repurposing your content. What does that mean? It means that if you're going to focus on one platform, there's got to be a way for you to not have to spend double the time creating more content for a different platform. But the truth is, being everywhere helps you. So how do you do that? How are you going to be everywhere? If you are thinking of starting a podcast, it is a very, very easy thing to do to just create a YouTube channel to post your podcasts on. Why do I say it's easy? Because it's exactly the same content. So the way that I do it is I do my interviews on video. I love video. This is what I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love having my interviews on video. However, not every podcaster does this. Amy Porterfield, one of the biggest podcasts in the coaching industry, she doesn't do video interviews. But when you go to her YouTube channel, you know what she has? She just has a, an image, just like a, what do you call it? Like an audiogram, which is just basically an image with a sound wave for each of her podcasts. And she just posts them on YouTube. And that's it. That is most of the content on her YouTube channel. So if she's making tens of millions of dollars in her business and that's good enough for her, it's going to be good enough for you. 
So I could choose to not have video interviews. I could choose to interview everybody just by audio, just by voice. And when I do that, I create that content, I publish it to the podcast, and then I turn around and I just plop an image in there, which I have a template in Canva, right? Really quick. I plop it right in there and then upload it to YouTube. And that is it. So if I were to do things differently, um, I guess I, I wouldn't. In fact, this is my second business podcast that I have started and I perfect, perfected my process while I was doing my first podcast. So when the opportunity came to do this all over again, I chose to do it exactly the same way. I record my podcast episodes on video, and then I take that video, I edit it. And by the way, editing audio is exactly the same effort as editing video. Just letting you know, because they all go in the same software, and I have to make the cuts, and I have to make the edits in, every, in exactly the same spots. So... In fact, when I'm editing my podcast, I'm editing video. So editing the video and editing the podcast is exactly the same activity. I, it's not double activity. So by the time that I finish editing my podcast, I have an edited video. So what am I going to do with it? Going to post it on YouTube. So what what is the the hardship there? Well, that you probably should create yourself a template for what your YouTube description is going to be. And that takes some time. You probably should be adding some hashtags to your YouTube video. That takes some time. You should probably create an end screen for your video. And that takes time. So if all of this sounds extremely overwhelming and you're thinking to yourself, well, I can't start a podcast because Ina just told me that I have to put it on YouTube, then stop right there. Your first priority should be to take action. What do you want to do? Do you want to do video? Or do you just want to do audio? I know a lot of people who are not fans of video. Like, I don't need it in my life. It's fine. I just want to do the audio. It would be simpler. I don't have to put makeup on. I don't have to do anything. I just have to show up and record. Then do that. Start somewhere. Get your podcast out the door. And then think about ways to repurpose that content. Take audiograms and put them on Instagram. Take parts of the interview and put them on Facebook. Take parts of the interview, put them on YouTube. Do whatever you got to do to repurpose from there. But don't let all of this overwhelm stop you from taking action. I hope that helps, Lindsay. Our next question is amazing how this worked out because it's an extension of the last question. We can actually elaborate a little bit more. This question comes from Dear Lola, who is a life coach and spiritual healer. And you can find her on Instagram at Dear Lola magazine. Her question is, which platform or platforms should I be on? The foundation of my business is around Instagram. I have TikTok and YouTube as well, but I don't post, post as much on them. It's hard to manage multiple platforms and I don't want to waste my time. However, I'm afraid that I'll put all my effort into Instagram, build a successful account, and then in like 10 years, Instagram will be ghosted. What's the best strategy to set myself up for long-term success now? I love this question because it's a perfect segue from what we were just talking about, about repurposing your content. So here's the deal. You can be sure, you can be 100% sure that more social apps are going to keep popping up. All right. It seems like our attention span, as it gets shorter and shorter and shorter, we start to see apps that have even shorter and shorter and shorter bits of content. I'm not really sure where this trend is going to end up, but we've gone from YouTube lives for hours at a time to Instagram stories to 
uh, to Snapchat, to, to, to TikTok. And like, it seems like everything's just getting smaller and everything is getting easier to quote unquote go viral in. There's always a shiny object, right? Snapchat was the next big thing two years ago, but now TikTok has completely taken over that spot. So there was somebody out there who was putting all of their eggs in the Snapchat basket. There was somebody out there who was putting all their eggs in their uh, MySpace basket, right? And then as more social media platforms started to emerge, then they had to evolve and they had to migrate. The same thing is going to happen to you. The same thing is going to happen to me. Same thing is going to happen to everyone. So there is actually no answer to your question that will give you longevity. I can't come here and tell you, oh, by the way, Lola, it's Facebook. Facebook is the answer. Facebook, be on Facebook and you will be safe for the next 10 years. There is no such answer, Lola. Every platform is going to become obsolete once a new one comes out right? And they'll survive together for a while, but then one of them will take over. Um, I believe that that is kind of happening with TikTok and Instagram. All the young people went from Instagram to Snapchat to TikTok, and now TikTok is it. TikTok is where everybody's at. Instagram seems slow now because TikTok, it keeps people so active. So what should you be doing? I'm going to tell you right now, Lola, it's very, very platform independent. It's just you putting yourself out there every single day in a consistent way. So if Instagram is your platform of choice, I just want you to know, I want everybody to hear this and to hear this really well. Your social media account is not your business. Can I just say that one more time? Your social media account is not your business. Your social media account could go away tomorrow. This has happened. Instagram accounts have disappeared. Whole YouTube accounts have disappeared. Uh, somebody's whole website has disappeared. Somebody's Facebook account has been suspended and blocked, right? You got to understand that your social media account is not you. It's not your business. The place where you should be gathering people because you own it, because it's yours, is really a mailing list, that's where you have your people. Social media just makes it easier for people to see your content. But if all that were to go away tomorrow, you got to know that your business was not as flimsy as that. It's not like your 3000 followers are just going to stop looking for you. Okay. It is possible that many of those followers anyway, were just, you know, there to support you but they were not really planning on buying anything from you. Maybe they, they don't even use Instagram anymore. Maybe they don't even. So my point is, you don't have 3,000 followers. You, pro you have a fraction of that. How do you know? By your views on your stories, by your views on your videos, by your insights on Instagram. You know how many followers you actually have. Are those people in your mailing list? Are those people following you on Facebook? Right? So social media is just a tool, but it's not your business. If it all were to go away tomorrow, what would you do? So having said that, having gotten my little soapbox and told you that, and I hope everybody heard me loud and clear, social media is a facilitator. It's not your business. When somebody takes social media away, your business does not go away. It shouldn't. Build a mailing list. Get out there. Go and speak at events. Right now with the pandemic upon us, uh, you know, those events have become virtual. 
Do virtual events. Go show yourself in other people's platforms. Continue to grow an audience and gather them someplace. It doesn't matter where it is. If you choose to decide to focus on one social media platform, that's probably the best use of your time. And as you grow, start to allocate a little bit of time and resources into growing another social media platform, right? Uh, the next obvious one, I guess I would say, might be TikTok. Only because Instagram and TikTok have become very, very related. If you create great short video content for Instagram, I would encourage you to cross post from TikTok to Instagram, create reels, right? And that's how you grow that account. But again, you're probably going to be testing it out, see how it goes. What's gonna win is consistency. The reason your TikTok and your YouTube are not growing is because you just told me yourself, you don't post there as much. So why are you doing it? Why are you posting there? Why? There's gotta be a reason why. What are you doing? Have a social media strategy that doesn't include randomly posting on YouTube and TikTok because you feel like you have to. For TikTok, you should be posting every single day. For YouTube, you should be posting every week. For your podcast, you should be posting every week. For your Instagram, have your own cadence. Focus on creating a social media strategy rather than keeping the applications busy. I hope that is helpful and that gets everybody into a more healthy, a healthier relationship with their social media platforms. Thank you so much for your question, Lola. Thank you for your question, Lindsay. And if any of you guys want to ask me a question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, ask your question there, and I will answer it on the air. All right, guys, are you ready for the teaching? I'm about to tell you the three things that Sue Zimmerman is doing very right in her business and you should start doing right now. Are you ready? Let's just start. The first one is niche down and focus on one thing. You heard her talk about her 18 businesses that she has had since she was 22 years old, since she just got out of college. She just started business after business after business. She didn't have any strong uh, emotional attachment to each one of them. She was just following trends. And when she finally realized that she could be teaching online, something that she loves as much as Instagram, she just dropped everything and focused on this one thing. She planned her stake in the ground and she said I am going to be the Instagram expert and that's all I'm going to be and that's how she has been able to create millions of dollars by focusing on that one thing so this I'm on a personal note this is something that I'm very very much focused on this year so in the past I have done a lot of things I have taught podcasting I have taught website making I have made people's websites um, I have coached one-on-one -on -one, just general business coaching right this year I'm going to be one thing to everyone and I'm going to have one thing to talk about and that is going to be how to get stronger leads so that you don't have to get on a bad sales call ever again. You don't even have to get good at sales calls in order to have easy five-minute sales calls and that's by creating a strong lead. So that's going to be my talk this entire year that's all you're gonna hear me talk about how do you get strong leads so that sales becomes easy you never have to feel sleazy you never have to feel slimy you never have to get on a call where you feel like you're convincing someone to do anything ever again and I'm done with those calls I am absolutely done with those calls and so should you so that's what I'm gonna be talking about all of this year and I'm not gonna let anything stand in my way so what is it gonna be for you 
What is the one thing that you want to be known for by the end of the year? Whatever that thing is, I want you to look at this thing number two that Zimmerman is doing very right, which is she doesn't look at the numbers. She focuses on impact. So what does that mean? You've chosen to niche down. You've chosen this one thing that you're going to do for everybody. Start helping until you start to see results in other people. So what is the point of standing on a soapbox and preaching something, right? Hoping that somebody will buy it. So hoping that, hoping that somebody will relate to that message and then go and buy your mini offer, right? What is the point? If after they've heard your message and after they've bought your offer, they're not getting results, there is absolutely no point. So for number two, I really want you to focus on getting people results. And if something is not working, like you're asking people to do something and they're not doing it or they're having difficulty doing it or whatever it is, find out what's wrong and fix it and try again and try with somebody else. Get them results the way that only you know how. So number one, niche down. Number two, get these people results. That's what you're going to focus on. Forget about how much are they paying me and are they paying me enough for me for it to warrant all of this time that I'm spending. And I'm gonna... all of that is a distraction. All of that is other people telling you, hey, charge what you're worth and don't give away stuff for free. And you're like, no, right now in the beginning of your business, you got to get those testimonials. You got to get those results. Focus on getting those results. And number three, simplify your offers. Don't be like me, teaching podcasting, making websites, teaching people how to make websites, teaching people about business. Don't do all the things. What is the one thing that you do really well and create a value ladder on around it? A value ladder is basically saying, okay, I have, imagine like a staircase. At the bottom level, you have your free stuff, your mailing list, your Facebook group, your Instagram account, all that value that you serve for free. Then the next step is your small offer right? For me, that's my 30 days, 30 leads bundle, which is my $30 bundle, right? To get you a lead generation system that works. Then what is the next step? Oh, my membership. That's where we do monthly coaching calls. That's where you get the full support of a community. That's where you get access to all of the videos for the 30 day challenge, where we walk through the whole 30 days, 30 leads calendar, right? All of that support plus more trainings that I do in there, right? All of the extra trainings that go around this 30-day calendar, you find out all that in the membership. And that is, you know, $200 a month. And then what is the next thing? Well, I have my BeFound program where people can actually come in, get their business set up and get their professional website set up. And that is more of an investment. Then ultimately, you know, so what is your value ladder? Okay, it's got to build on top of itself. And it's got to make sense for the people that are coming from the last step onto this one. Okay, so if you were to think about these three things, this is basically how you make money in your business. This is it. If you are not doing these three things, that explains why you're not making money, why you're not getting clients and why nobody's signing up for your offers. This alone explains it. Focus on one thing. Don't look at the numbers, only focus on getting the results. And finally, make your offer so simple that somebody else will be able to tell you, oh, yeah, I know what you offer. You offer the 30days30leads.com bundle and then that feeds into a membership. I know that. I, I know exactly how it works. And the reason, I haven't, the reason I haven't signed up is because I don't feel like I need it right now. But when I need it, I know it's there. And I know that thing is not going to change and I know exactly what's in it. Okay? 
So that's what I want for you. Grow your business this year. Only focus on these three things. All right. How did that feel? You feel like you got a good place to start so that you can set up the next six months and really make the money, really get the clients, really get the results? I really, really hope so. If you have a question for the next Q&A segment, just make sure to go to the Global Phenomenon podcast.com enter your question i will answer it on the air come and check us out on the next episode hit subscribe so that you don't miss it all right i'll see you on the next one